Rolling Stones magazine released an updated version of the top 500 albums of all time. A list like this was bound to spark controversy. So I'm here to give my opinion on how these albums stack up. I'm Gibbs, and welcome to the Rolling Review. What is up everybody, Gibbs here with number 469 on the Rolling Stones top 500 greatest albums of all time. It's Manu Chao with Clandestino. Clandestino is the first full-length solo album by Manu Chao, and it was released on October 6th of 1998 on the label of Virgin Records and ARC-21. Producers Manu Chao and Renata Letang. The album will be credited for being recorded at Estudio Clandestino, but really it's more of a reference towards Manu Chao recording this album in various locations around the world, and he did all this using a small laptop, which in 1998 had to be some groundbreaking technology there as things weren't as portable as they are now. It's nothing now to think, well, I'm going to pack up my MacBook and I'm going to go off and I'm going to record this album in certain spots and I have this great recording software already on here. It was probably more of a undertaking back in 1998 as... Like I said, things just weren't as convenient and the technology just wasn't there that is available to us now. Also, don't let the name Manu Chao influence you to think that this is just a Spanish record. As Manu Chao was born to Spanish-speaking parents in France. So he's actually a Frenchman singing in Spanish on this album, which isn't the only language that he chose for this album. I was super impressed to learn that not only did he know how to speak all these different languages, but he could also write songs and create a melody wrapped in these different languages. As this album, you get Spanish, Brazilian, Portuguese... English, and French, all on this one album. And that isn't even the tip of the spectrum of what he can actually do, as in later albums, I found out he did more of Arabic and other different languages. And it's just really impressive for him as a musician to be able to not only speak that many different languages, but also sing in them as well, and write songs that go along with those languages as a lot of those languages have different music styles associated with them. So being a Frenchman, this album made the French edition of the Rolling Stone magazine, which once again, mind blown that there's a French edition of the magazine as I just assumed that Rolling Stone just published an edition of their magazine and maybe it was transcribed in different languages around the world, not necessarily that there were different Rolling Stones out there. But this album was named the 67th greatest French rock album out of 100, and was also included on the 1001 albums you must hear before you die. So, if you're trying to knock out this list and knock out that list before life knocks you out, you can knock out both right here. Now, not really surprisingly, 
because I'd never heard of this musician or this album. This album wasn't really big in the United States here. But this isn't just a United States list, it's a worldwide list. And I was very surprised to see how popular it was around the rest of the world, which I have a feeling has something to do with his ability to hit all those different languages, because over in Europe, and honestly most countries outside of the United States, it's more custom for people to learn more than one language. So this album was able to reach a large fan base based on his ability to perform all those different language styles. And it would lead to the album being certified platinum in Argentina, gold in Austria, two times platinum in Belgium, gold in Canada, two times gold in France, gold in Germany, gold in Greece, three times platinum in Italy, gold in the Netherlands, platinum in Spain, two times platinum in Switzerland, silver in the United Kingdom, and gold in Uruguay. That is a very impressive number of albums sold, and a very diverse area around the world that he was able to sell too. So basically this album was popular everywhere but the United States, which is really sad when you think about it because out of the 16 tracks there are three that feature English on them, so you would figure that these songs would have somehow reached the United States and became popular here, and with movements at the time, like we have went through the Shakira album, and the Selena album, I'm really surprised that this wasn't able to capture more ground in the United States and really become a popular album here as well. My favorite thing about this album is how well it flows from one song to another, with a lot of the transitions just going right from one song to another, as he would change up the style and the beat and bring in a different beat as he went into the next song and a lot of these were done with little bits of sound bites that would transition there would be a speaking part of a sound bite and it would help transition to the next song and two of these bits would be a speech by subcondante marcos and i wasn't only impressed with the transitions but how he would even use the transitions to transition songs of a different language. As you would have a song like Bongo Bong, which was in English, and a really fun and catchy song, that would transition into Je ne t'aime plus, which I apologize to my French-speaking friends if I butchered that. But the transition was just so seamless as the music went and continued in the same style with the same beat, but then he switches into a French song. And I just found that really creative. Though I do have to say, Bongo Bongo, and it comes back later on the album as well, he uses this effect or noise, it's some kind of slide, but... It made me chuckle throughout the album because it sounds like when Mario falls off the side of the cliff and dies. And I couldn't help 
but smile every time I heard that noise just because it always reminded me of that. And that's probably just the nerd in me coming out. I associate things with video games and nerd things. But, like I said, the noise gets recalled in a later song on the album. I forget which one it is. But the noise comes back. And once again, I was listening through that track and it just makes me smile. Also, another thing that stood out was, and I'm not sure if he did it on purpose, I feel like it had to have been on purpose because it was pretty recognizable, but on the track Welcome to Tijuana, there's a little bit of the track that features the melody from Tequila, the da 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 and you get that in the song, and... Like I said, I feel like because of how obvious it is and how everyone associates that with tequila, I feel like it had to have been an on-purpose thing. Surprisingly, for this album, one of my favorite tracks was not one of the three English-speaking tracks, but was one of the French-speaking tracks, La Vie à Tu. And again, I'm sorry, pronunciation. But I really enjoyed the music of this song and I enjoyed the vocal melody of this song. You get a traditional or folk sound and that comes from the strumming on the guitar and I really love the chord progression that he uses in that song. I, It just hit me and kind of brought me into a trance and then he has this really good vocal melody that goes along with it and even though I didn't understand the lyrics, I still f appreciated how well it all fit together. As, I wouldn't say he's rapping, but they're very quickly paced lyrics over top of this. And I would definitely say that was my favorite track on the album. I really appreciated it as it was something different on the album. A little slower than the rest of the album. As, for the most part, it's a very upbeat album. And something that you could see a lot of people dancing to. But this song really switched things up. And really showed a different side of his music creativity. And I really appreciated that track on the album. So overall, very impressive piece of work. I love the instrumentation in it. I loved his ability to speak in the different languages and sing in the different languages just a very impressive piece of work so although this wasn't popular here in the states it obviously was popular around the rest of the world and sold well around the rest of the world and i'm gonna leave it right here at 469 because i i feel like it deserves to stay where it's at up until this point as it seems to check all those boxes for me you can always let me know what you think by emailing me, therollingreview at yahoo.com, or going over to Facebook and searching at The Rolling Review, and liking the fan page where you can see the updated list as I have it ranked, and stay updated on everything you need to know about this podcast. Next time, we'll be going over The Rolling Stones' Some Girls at number 468, until then, stay safe and be kind.